DeSena. Hello, Chris Smith. Uh, welcome, one and all, and also one. <laughs> That's right. You welcome you to welcome you the episode, the fifth episode of Chris and Jack's podcast pilots, the podcast. Now, podcast where we every episode try two new pilots to see if this is going to be a podcast that we want to do, want to repeat, oh want to continue with. Such a good intro. Keep felt going. tight, right? That felt Keep real going. tight. That so one. smooth. Oh, and so we each have thirty minutes. Yeah, to audition essentially our own love it podcast pilot that oh the other gosh. has no idea yet. What it will be. We don't pre-chat these at all. In fact, that's some of the fun is that we get uh-huh. to in real time share our idea for a new podcast right <laughs> when the other person's hearing it. Sometimes it hurts. It hurts our um our our pre-chat before we get on here. Um because uh, uh, if one of us is like asking the other person about their day or whatever, sometimes it's like, oh, well, maybe, hold on, sa- save it. Save, save the it. good you stuff. Save, save the good stuff, man. <laughs> I don't know. That parking issue, that's some good stuff. Yeah. And then you'll decide as the listener, was there any good stuff that we saved? <laughs> Did we make any of that get into the podcast? Um, Chris, immaculate intro. I'll I'll give my usual addendums as well, which is we don't Google them. Maybe they're already a podcast. That's it. That's it. But I feel like by episode five now, we're starting to roll, man. We know what these interests are. We don't are. even need to say that crap anymore. No. People, and we're, not, by, we're not growing a user, a listener base. No, we, if we anything, found I think it's dwindling. Yeah, so you this know point. what this is. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end, we're going to have the, the like most succinct, tight sign-off you've ever heard. Whoa. But in the so, meantime, we're back here at the beginning, uh, uh, just getting people hyped about our outro. Yeah. <laughs> But but uh, let's jump right in, huh? Let's jump right in. I um, since you went first last time, I'm going to go first this time. Um, Wonderful with with a with a podcast um, pilot idea. A lot of the ones that I've done thus far. So now this is where it's starting to get into patterns, right? Like now uh-huh. we're starting to like our, I think our pilots are starting to be informed by like, well, I did that kind of podcast before, and then now I'm starting to get in the zone of like. Oh, let me try something even more different to kind of like offset what has been some of my other vibes. I'll say the other ones mm-hmm, that I've done, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think, have been more like premisey. There's some backbone. There's like something that's a little bit more structured. I want it as a challenge, mainly to myself, but I want to invite us both to stare into the void a little bit, Jack. I feel like okay. at this point now, we're kind of in the zone where I wonder if we can pull off filling 30 minutes that just kind of happens. And my loose <laughs> premise, premise for this one. Nothing. My no, well, my loose premise for this is close to that. This one is a podcast called Beef and Bouquet. Now you're familiar with this. You know what a beef and bouquet is. A beef and bouquet, classic. Uh, uh, I know it as like a theater warm up, as like an as like a group exercise, to, as people are like coming into a space. You know, you give a everybody gets a second to talk, say some stuff out loud, give a beef, give a bouquet. Yeah, it's generally cash. like the it's generally like you got some good news, you got some bad news, you got a frustration, you got a joy, you got a beef, kind of like I got some beef with this thing, and yeah. I've got a bouquet, a lovely a lovely bouquet of flowers that are like something in life that you may want to celebrate. So I'm going to set a timer for 30 minutes, Jack. Yeah, and the premise of this podcast called Beef and Bouquet is where we essentially both 
voice to the other, what in our lives recently has served as a beef and what has served as a bouquet? And then from there, we just see where it goes, man. Wow. Staring into the void. Yeah. Talking like friends. Like talking like friends. This is really loose and, and just hanging. You know, we're just kind of hanging out. Can I share a possibly apocryphal origin of the term beef and bouquet? Please. In this, the pilot podcast, the pilot episode of Beef and Bouquet, we have to give origin stories. We have to give origin stories. I feel like I remember first hearing that term from um, uh, 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 uh. Uh, uh, someone sharing it from the inside of the sorority rush process where when they like when they debate like which of the women they're going to invite into their specific sorority after the like all the meet and greet stuff and they Mm -hmm. go like what about this person what about this girl Uh, 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 I remember hearing this as as a as a process that they had to go through where anytime you talked about one of them, you had to give a beef and a bouquet. You can't just come straight out and go like, this girl's perfect, let's put her in. You got to say a little something critical, and you can't just stand there ragging on somebody. You got to say something nice. I, I appreciate the dichotomy of life. I like that there's some balancing that that does. Got to get some pros and cons. Come on. At least, at least I think what's also interesting about thinking about this um, and please, we invite you at home to think about your own beef and bouquet. I don't know if we'll be able to hear your, 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 your you share it, but you but know, we'll feel it. We'll feel it. We'll but feel I, it coming, coming straight out of your AirPods right now, back through that cell phone, straight into our hearts. Give us your beefs, give us your bouquets. And we'll take them <laughs> on. Okay. We will, we will, you can relinquish them, get rid of your beefs, keep your bouquets, but put yeah. your beefs onto us and we'll just, we'll shoulder those for you. Will Michael Clark Duncan... All yes. your beefs, and then all of and the then flies we'll will come out of all our, your bouquets, our, our mouths. The yeah. um, uh, which is a reference to the Green Mile for those that were unclear. Oh, I was doing Michael Clark Duncan from Daredevil. Was that not right? When he's Kingpin, that's what I was talking about. <laughs> Doesn't Kingpin really? Isn't he a really good listener? Yeah. <laughs> the uh, um, the the uh, thing I in thinking about because I I did pre think my beef and bouquet. To be fair, okay. so I can also buy you the time to think about Thank your you. own. But the in thinking about it, and I wonder if it's 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 got to be unique to the individual. But I think largely, it's I don't know what this says about me, but it's harder to come up with bouquets than it is to come up with beefs. You know? Do you hear? Mm, like I think I can I think want to about examine them, that. But I also wonder if it's like easier for the for a human to just be like, ah, I can remember. A thing that frustrated me more like you can kind of like I can you can almost like identify traumas a little bit more clearly than maybe a celebration like you. Well, they say they say a thing about like memory forms around trauma in really like intense ways. And so it might stick. I also wonder if because you're like a you're you're a uh, you're a positive person. I don't think you're someone who's just like going around cataloging all the bad stuff that happens to you and never talking about anything nice. But also, like, I think there's a human instinct to not want to, like, I think part of the reason uh, this exercise can sometimes be good in, like, a in like a theater setting or in a new space or whatever is, like, saying something positive is sort of a tough act sometimes in terms of, like, it feels like you're bragging, right? You're saying, like, here's a nice thing that happened to me. There's right. an instinct to not want to, like, overshare that. Right. Um And uh, and I think it, it is to give permission for this. But I agree. I have a hard time. I have a harder time. 
feeling comfortable saying that. And and also like and also I I know myself when I usually do this, my I say them very quick, I get them out and mine are usually like uh just like my, minor gripes. I don't I never want to like launch into like a whole thing. I have a hard time sharing some emotional stuff in both directions. We got to be vulnerable um, in this, Jack. We got to get, get vulnerable there, in this shit. Let's okay? get there. Yeah, I'm ready. I um yeah, cuz sometimes you know, you do a bouquet, it comes off as bragging. You're like, "Hey, I'm the greatest person that has ever lived." Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then some people are like, "Well, that's it's a little braggadocious and you're like, yeah, I'm better than you, you know, and then they're like, yeah. that's rough to hear. And I'm like, well, I'm doing my bouquet. Like, what's doing the my deal bouquet. here? This is yeah. the, what the floor is for. Bouquet. Yeah. I counted to the highest number I've ever counted to this week while counting my money. I'm richer nice. than you. So, yeah, right. You that's know? where like it gets a little. Be, those are the ones where they those feel are the ones braggy. That get low, they feel braggy. But you're like, that's my truth. So yeah, we're joking, guys. We're joking. I, you just, did you notice how the, the jokes came right on the heels of us getting a little vulnerable? <laughs> you see that we compensated <laughs> and, we <laughs> and, I, and I do want to clarify, like, I've never been very good with my money. So... <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, I definitely don't rank myself high in the, uh, <laughs> the sense of of all individuals. Um, but here we are. This is we we have to honor the truth that is the beef and bouquet. We have to honor this podcast premise and take it seriously. Yeah. And so i i want to I want to ask you if you want to go first. You want me to go first, Jack? I'll go. Whatever order you'd like, and do I do a do a do I do both? Do I do one? Do we flop back and forth the beefs? Do we? I, I, I know you wanted flop. to stare into the void, but I do feel like this should be highly structured. structured. This I is like begging a, for I like, like a really clear. I like a, I like a beef pass a beef popcorn. a bouquet a bouquet. So then we at least end on the upswing. You know, I like Love I it. like some of that. So yeah, I got fully structured, and now there are rules. Okay. Um, do you want to go first with your a, beef? I can be first. I've got a double. I've got a double. I got a double stack of beef. That's that are. So we're going double double here. I got a double double uh, light ketchup, grilled onions only, animal style fries, large chocolate shake. Okay, hit me with it. Okay, um, the they're both around a theme, and both times it was awesome thing that was fantastic, followed by very frustrating element. And they're both Very related to taking Francis, my 15-month-year-old daughter. 15-month-year-old. 15 <laughs> <laughs> I'm really trying to unpack that and like hear it, and it really hurts my brain to think about that. 15-month-year-old daughter. Um, I took her, I took her to the to two different pools this week. And both times swimming pools. Uh, it, Swimming pools, both times went fantastic and then got a little frustrating at the end. So I'm okay. going to talk about all of that. Let's talk about this. Um, Let's unpack she, this, dude. So on 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 Wednesday, we're going to timestamp all of this really clearly. Yes. On Wednesday, mm. I took her to, um, to a swim lesson. It was her first swim lesson at a local aquatic center. And we went swimming uh it was her first time she had been in a pool before but this was her first are you in the pool with her you said we went swimming are you are you so you're floating nearby but there's like a teacher there or are you teaching her there's a teacher there and and they're they're taking you through uh uh, like different 
exercises basically to like get the kid accustomed to the pool. And there's a big range of like it's a it's a under 18 month year olds class. So there's a big range of ages. Um, ooh, it got normal in your ear. I slipped that one right by. You didn't even you didn't even get annoyed by that. I just uh, full on <laughs> blocked it. I'm just like full on like, yeah, it hurt my brain so much that the neurons are like, no, nope. <laughs> no, nope, move on. Um, so big, nice, nice, big range of ages. I'm sure different levels of how often you've been in the pool. There was definitely at least a kid who was who was uh, not about it the whole time. It's like a 20, 30 minute class. And he yeah. was just so upset the entire time. Um, but she'd been in pools before. Um, really liked it. I'm in there with her. Uh, we're doing like different, like, okay, this time we're, it's mostly just like I'm walking her up and down the length of this shallow end of the pool in different sort of like this time, try to get her to lie on her back and float this time, mm-hmm. try to get her to lie on her front and like paddle a little stuff like that. Then there was a whole section where you grab the side. She grabs the side rail, put a little rubber ducky on one side. She's got to like crawl over to it and grab the ducky, crawl over to the other side just to get her used to like yep. crawling on the side of a thing. Then there was some like stand up outside of the pool and jump in if you want to. Big, and she That's a big step. And she's she all about took it. to that uh, like a like a 15 month year old to water. God, that um, year old. <laughs> God. So it was a fantastic time at the pool. Yeah. We took a little, you know, we got a little picture for the swipe in card. The teacher seemed really nice. They do like little in songs and out songs at the beginning and end. They really, it's They're singing it's a, in this. It's a lovely, they're singing. Like we all sing a little song together. You do like <laughs> wheels on the bus and you like move the kid like the wheel through the water, then like the wipers. And it's a good, t- I mean, it's a good time. And the it was fish a fun goes class to for the me. bottom of the pool. Is it they going do crazy like that? Okay. Cause I was no, going to say never that do that probably part. shouldn't do that part. I think they skipped it. I don't know. Maybe week three. Um, <laughs> it was such a good time. Here comes the beef. Okay. Uh, that she really didn't want to leave and mm. had the b- maybe biggest solo, just me and her outside of the house meltdown to date, where it was fully like a uh, no exaggeration hour of just parking lot full scream. Uh, refusing to get into the chair. And she's just too big now that if she's too strong, that if she's like trying to resist, it's just, it's not, there's not, it's not going to happen. Like I can't, I can't like, there's a, there was an age she's which was like, I can just put you there. And now it's like, I could not do that without risking you like writhing too hard and hurting yourself. So, and she's 110th percentile height wise. I know this. 110th percentile in height. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's true. I have two um, questions already. Just, one yes. with regard to the pool and then one with regard to the beef when you're actually at the car yeah. trying to put her in the seat. The first one, I'll do the pool because we're going back in time for a second. The pool, uh-huh. you know, people are there. We're singing songs. We're having games. Parents are there. Is there any parent mm-hmm. that's in there that's just kind of like really side eyeing the lesson? And then you're like, I don't think this parent knows how to swim. And they're trying to double dip on the <laughs> lessons. Okay. And then and then. Doggies and kitties, and then doggies and kitties. This is the term for little, you do like a left-hand stroke, doggies, right-hand stroke, yeah. kitties. Doggies and kitties and doggies and oh, kitties. Oh, that's good. Um, and I think, yeah, you could see someone sort of like mouthing it along for themselves like and like a very reassuring. And, and doggies and kitties. And then, okay, doggies. And then got doggies. it. And then follow up with kitties. And then, I got it. Right. Keep saying okay. it. Yep. And then, and then there's the rubber ducky to the right. I grabbed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And I grabbed the, okay. oh, and the shrimp. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. And the big tell was when they left their child in the pool and jumped on them from the outside. <laughs> That was that was the big like it seems like this is more for you. It's not for everybody, but some really take to it. 
Yeah. The jump, the jump from the <laughs> ledge. My second question was, Jack, as a new father, uh huh. Do you are you experimenting in real time, like what your tactics are of like this is the, the, you said this is the first time you've ever had her have this huge soothe. blow up situation. Like I what mean, are the, the what are the, the soothing? Most, it was the most extreme. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a all the normal tactics of like, um. You know, just trying to comfort her, trying to like uh, bop her up and down in a com- in a comforting manner. Uh, uh, trying to at this point, there are some times where I could like kind of rationalize, kind of negotiate, kind of talk her through it. Um, is possible sometimes. This one, I probably if it wasn't like so public, I probably would have done more of a like, let's just like take a walk around the parking lot for a little while. Let's like stroll and let's like kind of get on the move. But I, it was just like such a scene that it was like, oh no, I don't want to uh, have all the screaming. Right. Um, so then it was like, let's sit in the car till she comes down. Um, this one tried a tactic. That was a, 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 I was texting Lisa about how bad it was going. And she at one point like sent a video which was like an intro. I thought that was like a fun pitch. She sent a video of like her trying to calm Francis down. Oh, that's down. fun. Um, and was like very sweetly like, okay, can we come down and can we, um, let's, can you get in the car seat? Um, and, and when I played it for Francis, like seeing her mother did calm her down for a second. And then the second Lisa said car seat, she like flipped. Uh, it was really bad. Um, the eventual, I'll sadly admit that the eventual like winning tactic after an hour and I waited this long to try it, but the eventual thing was just, I showed her a cute videos of elephants on YouTube. <laughs> I just came and I was like, you know, we try not to show her like too much. I love you know, that you're just not supposed the, to put. I love that that is the like, I mean, we really shouldn't. And then but. it's it's like nature documentaries versus <laughs> nature like giving someone like extra ice cream or. Oh, if I had candy, I would have given her candy. Yeah, okay. Um, My thought was maybe to, like, we're just going to, okay, fine. Let's just go back to the pool, jump in the ledge. We'll like get you in the pool for another four hours. I mean, that wasn't an option, you know. I had been I had been expelled from the pool forever because I kissed Wendy Pfeffercorn. Right. So, oh uh, gosh, <laughs> that still haunts you. Um, no, no, it was it was like you know once we're in there, it just felt like she was gonna calm down at some point, and it just was not happening. Gave her some food, and she would like chill out for a second while she was eating, and then and then anytime I like tried to either move her into the seat or even mention moving in her moving the seat, moving her into the seat. She's developed the she's got the word no now. Yeah. And uses it very casually. So I'm just like, okay, should we do you want to go home? Yeah. Do you want to see mama? Yeah. You want to get some milk? Yeah. Um, do you want to sit in the car seat? Nope. Oh. And it was all I I said yeah each time, but it was just like little head nods and then right. very clear. Nope. Um gotta change so the word car seat. You gotta change the word car seat to like a oh, pool. And then you put her in that. Put right? her in the then, pool? No, you put her in the seat. So the seat's called pool, and then the pool's called car seat. And then you well, can then she's slowly... just going to be upset that she can't be in the car seat, which is the pool. Right, but at least she'll be yeah. now saying, "You want to go to the car seat?" And she'll be like, "Yeah, yeah." But right? I think she's using visual cues as much. Got it. And she notices when I'm putting her in the car seat. Can you make seat a car seat look like a pool? I could throw a lot of water on my daughter. Is that that's a something? <laughs> that's a something. That's a something. Well, Jack, I hear your beef. You know, Thank you. I honor it. 
Thank you. Do you feel better having gotten that out of your system a little bit? Or do you feel like it revisited old traumas and you're just kind of like, oh, I don't, I feel like I'm anxious again. That's interesting. How did I feel about it? I mean, there's a little anxiety of just like, oh, I'm talking about my, like talking about my daughter in public. That's like, oh, we are what's supposed to be, you know, so that's, mm-hmm. and that's my new beef. Right. <laughs> but to be fair, but, she no, was I also in our latest it was sketch. Good. It was, so there's she also was, yeah, like, yeah. you know, people are better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um. No, I think I think I think that was I think that was good. I think that was helpful. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, and now I, as we've structured very rigidly, will be yes. giving my bouquet, my beef, my beef. Okay. I can't even I can't even handle this. Um, and we're we're already like over halfway done, Jack. So we've got like we can. I really we can vamped really... on that thing about my daughter crying. Yeah, <laughs> which is pretty regular. And that's good material, dude. That's what's proving to us that we can just stare in the void and talk, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's A plus podcasting. My my beef is, I I'll say I I my beef is lo- a bigger beef for my brother than it is for me, but it does affect me and is a beef for me. Okay, but okay. it's interesting beef, I think, because I was like, ah, oh, what are some of the beefs? There's some things here and there, but this is one I'm like, well, this is kind of a crazy thing that happened. Um. Nick and I, my brother and I, live together in an apartment. We have tandem parking. Nick was visiting our uh, mom up in Northern California and then returned like last week at the place myself for a while. It was wonderful. But Nick is back now. Oh, um, brother. Oh, brother, exactly. Literally. And then um, uh, he parked in our garage. The next morning, he was parked behind me because he was obviously the last one to have entered the garage at the time. Uh-huh. I go to move his car, get in the car, and then he's got a Prius, and then uh, I get in the car, and then the engine is sounding so loud, like egregiously motorcycle, like with no muffler, loud, like something. <laughs> Not a thing that Priuses do. No, something wrong here. So yeah. then we, uh, I like move his car, and I'm like, there's clearly some some major issues here. And then um, uh, I go up and tell him, I'm like, you should probably go check this out. He goes in there, he uh, hears the same thing, calls the... Um, Toyota dealer in the neighborhood. And then uh, they're like, they ask one question immediately. They're like, hey, um, is there a wire hanging out from the bottom of your car in the front, like in the engine area? He leans down, looks down. And yes, immediately that was the answer. Someone had stolen what is called a catalytic converter. And so that is this piece that's like underneath the car that essentially like is about exhaust control and like reduces toxic gases and stuff. But it's a piece in the car that also has like these precious metals in it that is going rampant. Maybe even people about him. What's it called? Isn't it? Isn't it cadmium? There's a bunch of cadmium in it. And oh, the yeah. price of I cadmium mean, got crazy. And so people are stealing these things for like three, bu- three thousand bucks a pop. Yeah. But that affects me because now we got one. We got we've got one car between us. We got to like kind of we got to plan that out. He had to take and it to the shop and stuff like that. Behind you. That's a stink. You were me. trying to get out when that yeah. happened so that's a that killed the day but what's interesting here is now a little it's it's become a beef because it's been frustrating but it's also opened up a little bit of a can of worms for me to where now i'm like we're in an apartment complex and there are very there are a lot of people that share the same garage there's still like a garage door and it's usually locked it's supposed to be locked up um next to his car was a little like wrench bar like an angled like re- like whatever the tool was they used yeah. to just like move remove the bolts uh-huh um, and they just like left their murder weapon basically it looks just like it was like out of a out of clue it was like in the garage with the lug nut 
tool. And so we have the tool that the person used to yeah. remove the thing. And then now I'd also uh, uh, months ago, and this is crazy because Nick, it happened the night he got back. So, you know, I'd been here for weeks before that. He'd just been gone for like a couple weeks. So the Somebody night he got back, the Prius. that's the thing is that then I'd also, I'd had someone steal from my car the like a couple months uh, previously on like a random night. I'd been out of town, came back. Then someone got it, broke into my car, sold some stuff. So I'm starting to pivot my thinking here. And I'm like looking at all my neighbors suspiciously. You think it's somebody, it's an inside job. The math is adding up to me, Jack. I'm thinking like people, who's going down there every night, checking on their car, doing a little casing of the joint. Any new cars coming in? Anybody like, what's the, let me get down there at 3 a.m. I can have, I, I know, I know the, the the traffic patterns here. I got an alibi. I can like yeah, strike, yeah, what, yeah, you know, yeah. there's just, and so now it's really bred in me a distrust for humans. Those closest to you, your yeah. your very neighbors, my very neighbors. Um, um, that's a that's a deeper philosophical beef. They're really messing with your sense of home and safety and sanctuary. That's a bummer. It's also a really interesting, almost like an acting exercise in a way. When I talk to my neighbors now, and I don't believe certain neighbors. Uh, some neighbors, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. But any conversation now, there is this little nugget in the back of my head. I'm like are you the one that stole a catalytic converter from us? Like we go. And it's like, and then when you look at someone with that and it's like having a normal conversation, it makes, it makes them all really interesting. Like it really a double life. It's really exciting. I think there's a move here and, and maybe it's overzealous or whatever. Yeah. But I think you're a neighbor. You're allowed to ask, can I borrow some sugar? Can I borrow some milk? Can I borrow borrow catalytic converter? Or, or can I borrow a lug nut run wrench? Oh, 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 very interesting because I have it because you've got it. So you look for the person who thinks they can lend it to you and then is like, you're like, oh, yeah, no, no problem. And then comes back. And it's like, oh, actually, I, never mind. Because, um, you know, then they. Yes. Yeah, you got I need it. A, I need a I need to like I'm thinking Ace Ventura when he has the photo of the football team and there's like crosses out on everybody's faces when he's trying to find the like ring. Yeah. I need a, I need a school photo of everyone in my apartment complex. <laughs> I a mean, magic so marker. that fun block party. Already. Exactly. That's I'm just already a great excuse. Be, then I'll be, then I'll already be guilting whoever did it because yeah, I'll be yeah, the guy yeah. that's like bringing everybody oh, together and we're getting closer as a result. Stolen friggin' catalytic converter. And then, yeah. And then when I start, I'll just start asking them randomly like, oh yeah, can you, uh, yeah, I'm going to make some prints of that photo actually that I got for everybody. thought, just want to know what, when would be good to get it to you. Also, ah, was wondering if you had a lug nut wrench. I needed to help make the prints. <laughs> the printer does, my there's co- a lug my co- nut my loose in my printer. Got a loose lug nut. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way. Well, then my beef just turned into bouquet because that's, that's great, Jack. That's going to yeah, help me a lot. Yeah, your beef just turned into a cool mystery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jack, um, but I want to ask sucks. you. Yeah, there. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. I was going to pivot to bouquet, but unless you had another thought on the on my beef. Oh no! Just this is a thing that's happening. There's like a certain age of Prius, and 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 this happened to uh, uh, another mutual friend of ours, uh, Lee. His his got stolen really? a couple months ago. Yeah, apparently they're really accessible. Like the way they were built in a certain year of Prius, they're really accessible, and some metal just went way up in price. And now they're really valuable. Well, one of the repair, Nick's getting a repair on his, and then they have an option for that model that you can pay it like, you know, $800 or something to like have them weld a protective case over it or whatever. A little cage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Part of me wants, though, to be like, 
I want to like, I think there's a way to do it for like $3, which is to buy spray paint and then get down there and then just play a mind <laughs> game and then be like, don't even fucking think about it. Like you spray paint that and then like, can't, just and then spray like, paint a GoPro on. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's just a stencil of a GoPro and they're like, Oh, they got me. <laughs> Um, by the way, when you were saying you found the wrench, I thought we were going to a fingerprinting place and I was very no, excited but about that. that. I, I honestly, fingerprinting would be great, but I've already touched it and Nick has already touched it. So but you can control for that. Cause you know what your finger, I mean, that's fine. Oh, you just, we didn't smudge the other fingerprints on there by, by grabbing it. I mean, dude, they can pull a partial. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> dude, dude they, can and then pull, that's, they can pull a partial print. And then that's, and then here's the, and then here's the thing is that then the way I get everybody else's fingerprint in the building is I hand out these prints of these the, pictures the prints, that I took. Yeah. And I always have two on, of them on that like sticky carbon paper. Yes. That just, and I always have, and I always have two of them. And then I'm always like, here, uh, here's your copy. And then they grab it with their fingers. And I'm like, oh, no, sorry, it was this one. And then I hand them the other one. And then I take back the one that's got their print on it. Boom. Got the print. Boom. Got the wrench. I'm going to do this and I'm going to report back in a month. Okay. You're ready. Yeah. You're ready. Um, um, I love that. What's your bouquet, Jack? We got like five minutes left here. Oh, I'll do a quick one then. Yeah. Um, 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 uh, uh, Lisa and I got a babysitter and had our second going out to dinner, just the two of us date night since having the baby obviously we would have had a lot more of these a lot sooner if not for the world uh but it was like the second time so far the other one was father's day that we were able to like go out for dinner we went out for lunch on mother's day so third total okay um uh for the fact checkers out there yeah i know i know people are hunting that info down um it was great had a great time went tried a great new restaurant uh uh outdoor lovely there were there was brick everywhere. You know I love brick. You know Jack's this a about brick me. Guy. Jack I does really a character. Like brick. Jack does. Well, no, we we. we. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was not. I like aesthetically. I like the look of bricks. But also for years, I've been doing a really shitty impression of LA sports radio personality Vic the Brick Jacobs, who um sounds a little something like this. This was a catchphrase of his from like the early nineties. Oh, I haven't done this for a very long time. (laughs) Be like the bamboo flow. You bend, but do not break. Yeah. But then his big catchphrase was, uh, you see the brick, eat it. (laughs) That that probably blew out really hard. Oh, we're going to have fun mixing my victim brick impression. You see the brick. Eat it. And then he like throws the brick at the camera. And this was like his way of like calling out non performing work, you know. Oh, great. Um, uh, all right, you're up, Chris. Inflection. What a great. <laughs> the inflection of eat it. Oh, it goes different directions. <laughs> I anticipate. Oh. Oh, that um, caught I me off deeply... guard. I don't think I heard that part. I always thought it was. I always thought it was the bend. You don't break. Oh, I, I didn't do, Yeah, that. I, I did that one just as the warm up. Um, but yeah, that's his other big like. Uh, he would do it. Uh, uh, there was like I listened to like full interviews. That was just this man sitting in the Lakers locker room talking to uh, then Laker Lamar Odom. And it was just like, this is the real, this isn't like an interview. You just get like recorded and then played on the radio. His little pep talk for Lamar. That was always Lamar. You gotta, you gotta be like the bamboo. The bamboo lets the water flow around it. You gotta bend, but do not break Lamar. (laughs) Um, Anyways, 
Victor Brick Jacobs. Hope he's well. Uh, and then and then and then he you you did uh, pre-show stuff. I hosted uh, a little like tailgate <laughs> thing where I did like trivia for 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 football tailgates. Yes. And I subbed for you one time. You couldn't be there. This was a gig you had through UCLA, through yeah. like marching band and juggling stuff. And I subbed for you one time as just like a guy who could also say trivia. And he always walked by those. And I never met him. But he was a man who at the time was probably in his like early 60s who would wear a, a poncho and a very large like uh, like raccoon, like a coonskin cap, like a very large like yeah. animal fur cap of some kind uh, and would carry a rain stick and then the poncho would be like the colors of whatever whatever team he was there to support the Dodgers or the UCLA Bruins or Victor Brick Jacobs LA yeah, personality so I love that... bricks. Um, so I ate outside at this lovely restaurant. Victor Brick Jacobs was there. That was my oh, that was my bouquet. Oh, what a what a bouquet! <laughs> and it, what it, a Chris. We talked about how it's hard sometimes to talk about bouquets. And I legitimately like, as I was trying to like quickly think through my week and like what I wanted to talk about. And I'm like, I don't know. This was like a nice dinner I had. I didn't want to like go into great detail or anything. So thank you for letting <laughs> me just do a Victor Brick impression instead of being vulnerable a lot of nice time with my no life. that's okay see that's what that's what balances out Thank you. that was, was one of the cathartic. biggest laughs i've had in a long time because i'd completely <laughs> forgotten about Vic the brick and not only is that one of my favorite characters <laughs> well impressions that you do but then i got a whole new catchphrase that i didn't even know about i even bouquet I, that is that crushing one, right now that was the one that always channeled it for me like in my head i would say eat it <laughs> Um, it's also such oh, fantastic. A, it's it's such a it's such a cheap, low denom like lowest denominator like <laughs> like yeah. like catchphrase or, fr- or 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 like insult because it's just like what do you you're gonna throw the brick? I'm gonna throw I, the brick at you. You yeah. gotta eat the brick. No, but um, it's like eat the brick is not what I expect. Wait, hold on. I remembered one more part of it. Uh, <laughs> Great. This was now. This was now uh, what is now playing in my head was a co- clearly a cobbled together of a couple of different catchphrases that would play as an intro before segments he was on on this radio show. Yeah. So they had um, see the brick, eat it, and then <laughs> would immediately be followed by this catchphrase: "Hey, get out of LA." <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's just it gets better the deeper we go. Oh, is this a Rick? Is this a Vic the Brick impression podcast now? I, I mean, almost like this next better. week. Next week might be a Vic the Brick deep dive. <laughs> this is a Vic the Brick fanfic, is what it is. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Well, that's our time. I'll give you my. I, Will you bring I, us I home my, with a bouquet? My bouquet is. I got my uh, my my uh, um, IRS refund back. How about that? Hey. So that's good. Okay, so bouquet, and now your favorite impression. <laughs> um, was it was it all you expected it to be? Was it a nice? Uh, was it like yes. either either was it was it just not a you owed something? You got it wasn't a, that I was owed. It was like refund. it was a it was a long standing beef because it took forever to get it back because my CPA had put the wrong number in my routing number. I didn't oh, know, boy. and then it got delayed and it got delayed, and I was counting on it, and it got delayed and delayed, and then a hard check showed up in the mail. Um, just this last week, just in time. Love it was a real it. nice. It was a real nice thing. And I'm 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 getting ready to um, start training for a triathlon, Jack. Uh-huh. And so I'm buying a new bike. And so that's why I was like, nice. oh, this will be nice. Very nice. Um, but that's beef and bouquet, everybody. 
That's beef the and bouquet and brick. <laughs> That's <laughs> okay. Love it. Oh. Good pod. Good pod. Good pod. Good pod. Well, we will. We'll, we'll dissect that pod. Later in our real tight outro that we're going to be getting oh, into yeah, in a little bit. Oh, yeah, we promise. We hype yeah. that up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, okay. Uh, that so brought me I a should... lot of joy. I had completely. Fr- oh, man. I'll just say I keep I feel like I'm a broken record, but the Nick the Brick <laughs> journey and character is something that makes me laugh uh, uh, just a uh, whole lot. I, I'm so glad. And also, no disrespect to Vic the Brick. He's he's a, he's a, he, he in 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 you know we're just we're just riffing on his character and and the no, thing and he does. No, genuinely, like all of those, like it was a very weird but cool thing that sometimes instead of like really obnoxious, cl- cas- uh, classic sports talk radio interviews with players, where it's just like you know just minutia or like uh, what are we thinking about on that play or whatever, that just sometimes he would sit with Lamar Odom and just sort of like have a spiritual pep talk about like life and basketball. It was like legitimately a very positive thing that I thought was like very cool and I hope he's doing well and and still working. I don't listen to sports talk much anymore. He brought me a whole lot of joy just now. So uh, (laughs) I think he channeled himself through you, uh, Jack. Um, eat it, eat it. <laughs> hey, get out of LA. <laughs> um, great, love it. <laughs> um, all right, Chris. <clears throat> all right, Jack. I've got, I've got one too. All right. Um, um, can I first tell you what this? I'm going to give you a little bit of origin story for this podcast. Great. Um, as I get the timer ready. This is an idea I had a while ago that I think is like maybe a cool idea for a podcast. I was like, that might be research intensive. I had another idea that was also research intensive, but I was like, so so I did the other one first. I was researching for the other one first and then kind of a little, a little far into the researching for that one. I was like, oh, I think this is not a fun idea. And I bailed on it. Okay. So then I was like, I'll pivot back to that other one. That one's fun. Also kind of research intensive. So I started doing that research. And then in the middle of that one, I was like, this I'm also unsure about, but pretty committed at this point. So <laughs> you can't. So you here can't, we go. You can't flip flip flop twice. You can't, no, you can't, can't go back then again. I'm, then I'm just in. The other yeah. one I'll briefly tell you was a podcast. I mean, maybe we'll do it well, later. Maybe we'll I, use it. Are you going to? Well, I think I sort of did enough research to decide that I wasn't going to do it, which yeah. is a podcast called um, Would You Dan Rather? And <laughs> it's a podcast in which I describe to you Dan Rather's life, and you tell me if you would Dan Rather. <laughs> would you switch places and become Dan Rather? Um, and that's a that's, that's a full fun. idea that's just that sentence. And yeah. then and then I just read about Dan Rather for a while, and I was like, I don't know. What's this? What's the joke? <laughs> What's a half hour of this? What am I doing? Uh, so I bailed on that. Yeah. Um, and instead bring you the research intensive podcast uh, that I spent too much time researching to come up with a good name for. Um, the original name was uh, Breaking Birthdays or uh, 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 Birth Date Line? Birth? I didn't have it. I didn't land on a good title. We'll okay. go with Breaking Birthdays. premise of breaking birthdays great you're the first guest you'd then become a host because you'd be such a good guest thank you we'd have other guests i could really stink this up though i'd appreciate though that that you would give me the benefit yeah of but doubt. to to be frank if you stink it up it's just not going to series you know 
Fair. This is a pilot. Fair. It, yeah, sure. It needs sure, your sure, sure, sure. strong performance to pull through. Um, yeah. I've looked up your birthday. I've looked up stuff that was happening <laughs> on and around your birthday. Uh-huh. I then also, the goal was, the the original premise in my head was specifically, here's like what was going on in the country. Here's like some stuff. And then what I wanted was like, here's some fun, interesting local news stories from like where you were born, when you were born. That's the goal of this podcast. I want to set the bar there so that people evaluate yeah. this later and go like, that could have been, I mean, that's a, there's a fun idea there. In my head, I was going to be like thumbing through microfiches in like some, <laughs> <laughs> some dust, dusty library yeah. uncovering like a local news story. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, uh, and I think that might still be possible. But one, uh, uh, bump in the road that I immediately found. Um, uh-huh. And is it cool, Chris, if we talk about your birth story a little bit, including like date, how old you are? Are you allowed to, are you comfortable sharing that information because then people know your astrological sign, all I, of that stuff? I am okay. I am comfortable with that. I mean, I, I obviously there's a lot of those like, oh, big celebrity birthday. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm yeah, sure yeah. you can definitely like look me, look me You're, up through it's that. It's fine to all those like really big. for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, I, I can, I can, I can reveal. And so that way I feel like I'm the yep. one that did it. Yeah. My birthday is April 3rd and I'm 36 years old. April 3rd, 1985. The year was 1985. Top in the charts in the U.S. was Phil Collins with the hit. One more night. And then maybe you do a little drop. One yeah, more yeah, yeah, yeah. Night. Oh, this is good. You I also love these things when it pops up. We're like, what was know, the number right? one thing in my birthday? What was the it's movie fun. that was taking all the the money on my birthday? Yeah. Number one on the UK charts, it's Phil Collins with Easy Lover. She's an easy lover. She oh. get a half a believe it. <laughs> See, we don't even need to drop the track. You've already got it I covered. Mean, I dropped it. I dropped yeah. it. Um, Phil Collins and Philip Bailey sing Easy Lover. I didn't know there was somebody else on that, but there you go. Okay. Um, top movie at the box office. Do you already know this? When you were born? No, you I don't. Up? I don't. Do you want to play 20 questions and just eat the whole podcast time so that <laughs> I don't have to go where this is going eventually? Which is... <laughs> it's, well, now I'm curious where it's going. Well, the local news story that I found, I then deep dove and read so many articles about. And, it, and then by the end, I was like, what? is this that I'm going to try to retell this weird medical mystery story. Anyways, we'll get there. We'll get there, right? Friday the 13th, which part? Can you guess which part? Friday the 13th, part two? Five. Five? You're young, dude. You're spring chicken compared to the Friday the 13th movies. Yeah, I I, I mean, because all the Friday the 13ths I've seen have been in just like, you know, not in theater. Like most, well, a couple of them, but largely they're all like, before my time, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, well, that one, uh, 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 this, by the way, there's a website that I found just a bunch of this stuff on. It was great. Oh, um, yeah. But they list like popular TV shows at the time. Okay. The A-Team, He-Man at the Masters of the Universe, Thundercats, Last of the Summer Wine, which is a, what? I've never ever in a million ever's heard of that. Maybe it's a British thing. No idea. Um, What's also interesting about these types of things is that it feels like you're always like, wow, man, that was what was hot right when I was born. And then you're like, yeah, but I couldn't really understand the world or media or yeah, have any opinions or taste of anything much yeah. for probably like <laughs> 20 years. I don't know that one more night is sort of the theme <laughs> song of my life in any way. <laughs> but I guess interesting that that was birth at the same time as me 
Yeah. Small side anecdote. I um, went to I at one point. So I was born in Denmark. Yeah. And at one point I where uh, what town, by the way, I was trying to remember this. Hilarul. I nailed it. Hilarul. Oh, do you have a local? Uh, so you have a local medical mystery in Hilarul. No, Chris, I don't. And that's why I was saying this was really hard to research because I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, it's fun. And I could like look up the local newspapers. Then I was like, wait, Chris was born in Hilo, Denmark. How do I? It's all so, Danish. Talk about it. Yeah. yeah I didn't, well, I didn't find anything in the microfiches. But the, the, uh, um, but the, uh, what was interesting was that, so I, 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 I would visit Denmark growing up and then would go, um, you know, every other summer as a kid. And then I, I always though wanted to go back as an adult and have like a good chunk of time there. There's just mine. It wasn't always with family. It was like, let me have some time. So I went there for three months. Uh, this was back in like 2013, 2014. And then, yeah. uh, I, at some point got inspired to go back. I was staying in Copenhagen. I decided to go back to Hilol, which is, you know, hour or so outside of, of Copenhagen. And I wanted to go back there and I had it in my head. I was like, I want to go see the room I was born in can you do that is that a thing people do is that like a cool thing like where you appeared in the world like the first time and so i was like oh this might be a thing that people do and so i tracked down the hospital i went to the front and i like went in at the time with like just odd confidence that like of course everyone would welcome me with open arms because i was (laughs) i was born here and so i went to the front desk and i was like hey i'm uh I'm Chris. Here's my, you know, here's my birth date and 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 details and stuff. I'm here. I was born here. Uh, I was wondering if there could be a, a way maybe I'm, I could see I'm the here. room. And then, I'm here uh, to see the room as per custom as that everyone custom is that aware of. And then everyone was like, what are you doing? What? Who are you? What are you doing? No. What do you think we're going to do? This is a hospital. You think we're just going to go tour a hospital room? And then at one point I was like, oh, immediately I was like, oh, y- right. No, this is right. <laughs> Right. This is insane. Not a fake. I'm That's an insane person. And then a nurse <laughs> overheard me and then she was like humored enough by it or something like that. She could tell it was like, you know, it was bad accented Danish because I was largely American. And so then it was like, uh, I mean, let's let's see. Maybe there'll be a fun little thing. And then they like found my old record. Uh, That's incredible. And crazy. And then um, they took me up to the hospital area and then it was this thing of like well we've actually kind of like remodeled it a bunch since uh since you were you were born and honestly <laughs> all of the maternity ward area is like in a whole different wing of the hospital so actually if you were born in a room it would be like one of these four that's now like kind of like closet general care X-ray area <laughs> yeah and then and then it was this weird th- it was this weird thing then she's like well i guess it was one of these four and then i was like oh and so i had to i just like then walked into Four different rooms, two of which had people in them. And then I just kind of had to go into each of them as like an extra acting and exercise. the almost. moment. <laughs> and just treat each one as if like, huh, wow, this might have been the one. This might have been the one. And I'll say there was this something was weirdly it. moving. One it was something rooms. like, it was weird. But then when I finally left, I was like, well, some something in there worked out. And then it was just a weird feeling of like, a full closed loop for a weird moment in life where I was like, ah, this is where I started. I went on a huge like adventure and I came back. There was like a closed loop moment. And then it kind of did feel like a little bit of a reset. So I, I tell people four. there were four possible, there were four possible loop, reset. One of them. <laughs> yeah. So I was like existing as an electron for a second in like various yeah. states of existence. <laughs> but at one point 
Um, so I recommend everybody try and find the hospital room you were born in. It's a very circuitous kind of like nice round experience. And then it's a rebirth. So now I'm technically only six. Nice. Seven. I was born in Brigham Women's Hospital in Boston, Massachusetts. I'll check it out. Go sometime. check it out, man. You're right. <laughs> it's worth it. What was going on? What do you think was going on in Denmark at the time? Because I got one. <laughs> I can tell you a couple pretty cool things, like that the monarch was Margaret II and that the prime minister was Paul Schluter. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, pa- Paul Schluter. Paul Schluter. Pretty That's cool. That's great. Well, Pretty obviously, good obviously, pretty good research. Very cool research. <laughs> now I really want to know this friggin' mystery, this medical something or other that you found. No, Chris, What's going I gotta, on? I gotta stall because I definitely we're only ten minutes in this podcast, and I cannot talk about that for twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, when did you move to Tahoe? Because it's set in the medical mystery is set in Tahoe, and I knew oh, is I, it? I knew I could cheat and give at least a little bit of research about Tahoe because I thought you were there pretty soon after. But I was, I was in Tahoe at probably like age two. Okay. Yeah. Well, one or, act, one some of this story takes place two. in 1986. Okay. Um, so we're okay. But hey, man, before we get there. Oh, don't yeah. You no, hear we, got about, some, we got some time. Don't you want to hear about the only thing listed under sports in 1985 in Denmark Wikipedia page? <laughs> well, it's when Gentofte BK won the Europe Cup of what? Badminton. That's my big Denmark fact is hey. that Gentofte BK... Beat BMK Aura Malmo from Sweden 7 0 in the Badminton Europe Cup. <laughs> what kind of context does that add? You just told that nice story about seeing the room and breathing it in. Yeah. Does it mean something else to you knowing that right around that same time, <laughs> Easy Lover was tearing up the UK charts and Gentofte BK was going uh, for their. They won their, hold on, they won their uh, one, two, three, four, five, sixth title in eight years. That's, look at that. I'll say Denmark, I know, is a badminton country. I mean, they were dominating the early years. They haven't won a Europe Cup since, oh, 2005 when Kastrup Malgoby BK beat Bisse Buell from Germany. (laughs) Well, we don't need to bring that up, Jack. All yeah. that stuff that I know. <laughs> I think it really gives context, honestly. It does help enrich yeah. in my life because it's it's helping me look it's helping me understand the state of uh, of the world that I was like kind of like stepping into. You know, it's 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 important to know that it was there was something beyond those four walls or sorry, those 16 walls. <laughs> those four of 16 possible walls. Yes. <laughs> um some other things happening in America at the time. Great. Which is some foreshadowing for me, you know, because we didn't know. I, was, I wasn't going to be getting there. there. Yeah. America's getting ready for you. Yeah. Uh, 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 we are the world. Well, this is this is global. But we are the world came out. That song. Yeah. Yeah. March 7th. We're getting ready for you. We're building up to Chris. Do you want to give us a little. Um... We are the world. We are the children. We're the ones that make a better place and let's start living. Which of the celebrities are you 
Are you should people be visualizing when they're when they're when you're singing there? Like when the when the pa- camera pans across like the 50 celebs that are singing, who are you in that one? I was the cameraman as the camera pans singing along and getting like a <laughs> come on, be professional from the second AD. It was my voice that shouldn't have been on the record, you know? Uh March 15th. Oh, we're so close to your birthday. We're getting there. We're getting there. The first internet domain name is registered. Uh, That's way earlier than I would have thought. And le- was it chrisandjack.com? Because that would have been some crazy foreshadowing. And also, a URL? We don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, I mean, how are we going to get it? It was the first thing ever registered. The first thing we ever registered. It's hard. Yeah. Um, it was symbolics.com. Symbolics? Symbolics.com. Which, uh, if you go to it now, yeah, as I'm doing now for the first time, didn't choose to research this, does say, welcome to Symbolics.com, the world's first and oldest registered.com on the internet. What are you for, though? Yeah. <laughs> this is kind I don't of know. Like... I can download an ebook. And well, what you... is Symbolics? Is, that, is... is am I going to, or is this like, is this going to be some weird cult? Or is this yeah. like, is there like just a PayPal button? And then that's just like how they do it. It's like a it's like a novelty, like world's biggest ball of yarn. And then yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is like the digital version. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I, was, I, I thought it would have been some right sort now, of like. <laughs> I thought it would have been some sort of like college. Yeah, like URL MIT. Dot, you know, yeah, um, or wherever it got. You know, I know UK likes to say they invented the internet. Maybe they did. Mm. Um. Al Gore is involved somehow, right? Doesn't he say that he did it? Yeah, because he he uh you know pushed through like a pretty important bill that helped fund a lot of the research that then led to it. So it's like actually a pretty good thing about how like government can work and help uh <laughs> forward uh, uh uh our society. But it all got meme to hell about him just going like, I invented the internet. <laughs> Uh, well, okay. Um, well, Symbolics is clearly capitalizing. <laughs> uh, 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 you ready for this? March of 1985, the Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez, is murdering in L.A. That's no fun. Ooh. I, I yeah. watched that uh, that doc on um, on Netflix. I think it's on Netflix. Netflix. It's great, by the way. It's well, that's, really, that's really well That's what like, the city you would come to call home was experiencing at that very moment the terror of a serial killer. And they do a real good job in that series, by the way. What does that make you think about your context? Uh, Well, life and death, really, right? There's something round about that. There's something... You begin, yeah. And probably Um, some crazy big mystery in Tahoe. Some real big mystery. we'll get there. It's not good. (laughs) (laughs) Just don't... It's not good. Wow. Um... <laughs> Who knows what could I just happen. got so excited there was so like I literally I googled 1985 I go I go the April 3rd 1985 Tahoe yeah. and then the the first headline I see is 160 victims at Lake Tahoe Lake Tahoe uh blah 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 uh, a medical mystery story and it was an article from the LA Times about 1985 Tahoe, and I found like Ooh, multiple click- articles about this. And I was like, and I was like, oh, we're in. This is a podcast. I quickly read this quote: "My days are pretty boring. I read or get a video cassette. I feel like a raggedy Ann with no stuffing." Was like somebody within this medical mystery, and I was like, whoa, this is whoa, this whoa. is a cool quote. Are this they making cool clones quote. and like are they soul suckers? Yeah, you know, you're in, dude. But first, yeah. we have to talk about. How April 1st, 1985, oh, I'm, I'm baiting the hook for that because it goes nowhere. 
April 1st, 95. Ready? Two days. Two days, dude. Two days. Two days, and then I'm touching foot. Before you were born. Yeah. Speaking of touching foot, holy shit. Did you do this on purpose? Did you know this? No, it's honestly, it's odd odd for me to say touching foot, because that's not even like a real phrase. It didn't really make sense. No. But it really seems like you're setting me up to say, (laughs) April 1st, 1985, the release of the first Air Jordans. What? Hundred percent. First, like public release of Air Jordans. That was just a misspeak on my behalf. I, what what I should have said We're was touching like foot. when I touched ground or when I when I like. Well, you touched your foot to the ground. Yeah, but now it, it's in a fresh pair of Jordans, dude. That that's the first <laughs> pair of Jordans came out. First publicly available. I think he had probably worn some in sure. game by then. But the first publicly sold Jordans, April first. We're touching people's foot. Yeah. One night earlier. Yeah. Also a first. March 31st. Yeah. Something that you wouldn't care that much about, but that I, I, I care about. Okay. First WrestleMania. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 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 Wow. Hulk Hogan and Mr. T versus Piper and Orndorff. Madison Square Garden. They were wasting, they were wasting it on me until they, they didn't realize that around the corner in a few years, Jack's yeah. going to be all Stretch about this. Those out. Well, yeah. that means I was probably born around. WrestleMania three, which is what most people really think of when they think of the first WrestleMania. Yeah, okay, <laughs> that was well, the first, like you know, that was like course. right, right, um, right, right. Got um, it. Also, real quick, in my head, yeah. I had to do this little trick to be like, because I just straight up it was like March thirty first in my head. In the back of my head, I was like, that's a thirty one month or a thirty one day month, right? Wait, what's this trick? Have you not I seen also, this for the for the for the uh, listeners only who don't have the video podcast? Chris is pointing to a knuckle on his hand. I don't know this yeah. trick. You go okay. So you just take your 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 fist, and the way you know what's the thirty one or thirties is you go January thirty one, February yeah. dip. Oh, we're playing the black keys. March thirty one, thirty one dip. <gasps> May thirty one, June dip. July thirty one. I want to say August is. 31 or is it just that hand that gets there? Let oh, me double that, check. That, that would make sense because I'm like, there's no way they just perfectly alternate. But then if you go to the next one, you start on a knuckle again, then that. Yep. It works. So Chris is alternating. No, no, no. no. Wait, June. We did June is the dip. <laughs> then July is the knuckle, knuckle there. So it'd be if it works, if August is a 31, August is the 31. So you go to the next hand, you get the first knuckle again. 31, yeah, 31, dip. September 30. This is October incredible. 31, November 30, December 31, and that's all the knucks on the hands. That's amazing. This is like the 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 nine multiplication tables all adding up to nine. When I learned that, it was like, oh. Wait, okay, so one nine, one, one times nine adds to ten? Two, two, uh, one times nine is nine. Oh, yeah, Wait, that one doesn't add. work. Shut up about that. I know, shut up about that one. <laughs> Chris, get over it. <laughs> but yes. No, because not no, no. It's the 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 product. Oh, oh, the, oh. The I digits see. of the product sum to nine. So one times nine is nine. That sums to nine. Yes. Two times nine is eighteen. One plus eight sums to nine. I see. Three times nine is twenty-seven adds, and then thirty-six, forty-five. Uh, 54, uh, 63. Uh, they mind all, blown. If you just add nine each time. Um, Did you expect you're getting that on my birthday? <laughs> Those facts. <laughs> I knew I knew if I needed to stall more time before talking about this medical mystery, I could always Which we're bring all up waiting on bated the breath nine for. multiplication tables. <laughs> all right, Chris. But also, how cool is that knuckle thing? Let's really 
I forgot about that in that moment. And That's then, that seriously blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also weird because you're like, oh, that should only add up to like eight, right? Because you're just using your top four fingers or in the fist. But then no, with the dips, everything adds up to 12. It's wild. Playing the black. We, we, we encourage you to play at home. Um, all right, Chris. Yeah. <sighs> Let's get into this. <laughs> Take me in, man. We got zombies in Tahoe that somehow They're are feeling zo- like I mean, empty, that would be great if they felt like, yeah, that'd be so cool if they were zombies. Um, okay, so Incline Village. Do you know Incline Village, Lake Tahoe, Northside, Nevada? I know Incline Nevada? Village very well, yes. What do you know about Incline Village? Tell me about Incline Village. Incline, Incline Village is in North Shore. Yeah. It's uh, a bit Nevada more- side. Nevada side. It's a bit more private than uh, South Shore. I mean, you can still get in there, but just that there's a lot more private residents up in Incline. Um, okay. Uh, smaller town than South Shore. Um, beautiful. But also like there's it's up in, in the neck of the woods that I believe is where the Calneva used to be. And that was a, a hotel that? that 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 was a, a hotel that was uh, frequented by kind of like mobsters and stuff fabled to have been nice. f- frequented by. And nice. it's also where uh, if you ever saw um, Bad Times at the El Royale, I want to oh, say I didn't. But that was like it was based loosely on that place because it also struck it straddles California, Nevada, Calneva, Calneva. How about that? Well, Chris. At Incline Village in 1985, starting in 1985. Yes. 160 different cases, residents of Lake Tahoe's North Shore. Okay. uh, Were diagnosed. I'm just going to read this part of the LA Times article written by Robert Steinbrook in 1986, following up on this. Okay. Uh, 160 residents of Lake Tahoe's North Shore who have been diagnosed by two local physicians since the winter of 1985 as having a chronic flu-like illness in a medical puzzle that has assumed national proportions. What? So they all start coming down with like very severe fatigue stuff. Mm. Like the feeling that you're a raggedy Ann with no stuffing. Where you might... Feel as though you just sit around and what? Watch TV all day? What is it? Uh, read or get a video cassette. Right. <laughs> that are that was in. Should I attribute that quote? Should I attribute that quote? Maybe. Um, that was a quote from. Uh, uh I can't find it. Oh, oh yeah, here okay. we go. Um, um, one victim, a teacher in her early fifties who has been unable to work since September, recalled last week. Um, and teacher is mm-hmm. is uh, and then she key. says that quote. Teacher's key. One of the like. Uh, uh, ground zeros of this was Truckee High. Are we talking water supply? Did something go on in the water supply? Let's talk some theories. Okay. Water supply. So, yeah. so tons of people coming down all at once with with major, major fatigue, inability to get out of bed, crazy cassette uh, tapes, cassette tape dreams. Yeah. Uh, talking about a water supply possibility. Right. Talking about um uh something on the lake, perhaps a blue ge- a blue green algae overrun. Interesting. That starts maybe getting in the water supply or maybe people swimming in the lake. Do people swim in the lake? People swim in the lake for sure. People swim in the lake oh, yeah. and maybe there was a on the north shore a like a a a a, a build up of blue green algae. Uh there was a theory of it being some sort of contaminant in the school itself, something like lead, lead or something. Uh-oh. 
um, uh, 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 basically, I'm going to start summarizing here. Okay. Because I've stalled successfully. We've only got five minutes of this podcast left. Okay. So then these two doctors start diagnosing everybody with their their first theory is um, some sort of chronic case of Epstein-Barr, which is uh, uh, related to like mono, basically, that there was like a huge chronic mono outbreak in this area. Um, And what we're eventually building to is the uh uh the the like we're in the early phases of uh before we had any diagnostic terminology for chronic fatigue syndrome chris interesting am i blowing your mind here and so wait are they saying then that those cases being also contained to one singular location so i guess is it like when one person started speaking up about this chronic fatigue syndrome, there may have been many more in other areas, but it just happened to be that this area people were like, I feel that way too. I feel this that way is, too. Yes. So this is, this is one of the interesting questions. These two, there were these two specific doctors, Peter uh, Cheney and Daniel Peterson in, uh, 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 in, uh, incline village who started diagnosing people with this and other people in the medical community were like, this is just, you keep saying this. Like, <laughs> yeah, this isn't an outbreak. This is you just keep saying that this is what this thing is. Uh, but there's no evidence of an outbreak. Um, it was hotly contested. Um, but uh, but there is like uh, there there were a fair amount of like biological markers like they they were all of the people were testing higher for antibodies for Epstein-Barr, which which is the underlying uh, like form of herpes that that leads to mono and stuff. Um uh, but it's like chronic fatigue syndrome. This is then what I um, mostly ended up reading a ton about. Chronic fatigue syndrome is like a thing that is like kind of heavily debated that there's a good amount of there's like mm. at this point, fairly strong evidence that it is like an autoimmune disease um, uh, of some kind that basically like we can't totally tell. But that the reason you get a mass outbreak like that is that. It's a autoimmune disease that you might have that triggers while your body's trying to fight some other contaminant so that there was like there was something in the water or there was a right. bad form of of uh, a bad strain of like a herpes thing going around or there was something uh, in the walls of whatever. Um, and as your body tries to fight this thing, if you have chronic fatigue syndrome, your immune system is also that. weakening you in all these other ways and you get this terrible thing. That's interesting. Um, That's interesting because also then that was my going to be my follow-up question is that with chronic fatigue syndrome, as we understand it today, do they largely say it's caused by something or it's inherited, you know, like, like, there, so it's still like, seems to be a genuine mystery as to like what the underlying causes are, if it's genetic or if it's a response to some other disease you had a long time ago that just still stored up in your body or something like that. Um, but at the time, people were very dismissive about it. They were calling it, um, this is also in in this article, They're, they were calling it the yuppie flu because it was a oh bunch boy. of like people settling in Tahoe and, yeah. and a bunch of like out-of-towners and, and they were like coming here and being like, I'm so tired. I so wonder if maybe there's it. an elevation thing that had a factor to it too. If there's some people settling up there because it's a mile high, and sometimes people get up there and weird sh- weird shit starts happening. If you're just like not used to that, um, I like that theory. I think that's interesting. 
I'd be uh, curious. I want a cross section of all their details. I want to know their. I, I wanted to see the data of like their ages, how long they lived in town, how many people were they all at that same school. Like, what's the? Well, how long did they live in town, Chris? This leads me to the second part of this rabbit hole. <laughs> That I was just like, wow, this is getting this is getting crazy. This is getting really interesting. Am I equipped to tell an interesting medical story? Basically, now after this, uh, uh, so there was this huge outbreak there in the 80s, um, and these two doctors who were treating it and or some people would claim sort of over-diagnosing it, over-prescribing it, um, they uh, uh, started um, Sierra Internal Medicine, which is a clinic up there in Incline Village. I want to say I've Village. even heard of that. I'm saying we're right in your neck of the woods. Um and they basically were doing like an experimental uh, FDA trial of this drug called Ampligen that was used to treat chronic fatigue syndrome um, okay. and was like a full-time course thing. Like you had to be on it. Uh, it did not cure it. It treated it. So it's a thing that like you had to be on it. Uh, you couldn't take it for a while and then be cured. You had to get on it and stay on it. Um, and it had seemingly very positive results for people with chronic fatigue syndrome, which has another name that I'm not going to try to pronounce. Um, and some people think the name chronic fatigue syndrome sounds dismissive. Um, uh, uh, oh, Better timer than went yuppie off. flu. Better than yuppie flu or the Hollywood blahs was another <laughs> name. The Hollywood blahs. <laughs> the Hollywood blahs. Um, so basically, timer went off. I successfully, You're free I successfully now, dude. kept us talking Way about Way more interesting than I think you were, you were worried about. <laughs> okay, well, here's a, uh, what remains an interesting part. Um, there uh, uh, and a lot of this is from a New Yorker article that I can try to find the title of um, the, about that was written in like 2012 about this second part of the story, which is so they they these doctors who were treating this like outbreak of it um, start using uh, Ampligen uh, and become sort of uh, uh, this outpost at a time where no one else is diagnosing and treating chronic fatigue syndrome. Uh, they're the guys with this experimental treatment. So for the following like two decades, uh, Incline Village was essentially like it's a 9,000 person town or something like that. Mm -hmm. And like half the people there had moved from out of town to seek this treatment that they needed to then stay in Incline Village to receive year round. So Incline Village, this like North Shore Tahoe place became just like a, a, a little town that was essentially like an extended treatment center for chronic fatigue. Uh, uh, and then like that trial gets shut down at some point in the like mid 2010s. Um, and there's like a, a, a major like depression that hits this town because all these people that were like very dependent on this treatment um, just – uh, yeah, a there, roller coaster. Did you know that this weird town nope. near you was like this had this whole other like secret hidden identity? I mean, I would drive through there sometimes, and be like, people seem a little bummed. I don't know, <laughs> not at all. No, I, 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 uh, um, I had no idea about that. Also, a testament to what seems to be a treatment that was working. If people were like straight up like moving there to stay there, and yeah, then... I think it was uh, what I was reading was like it sounded like pretty pretty mixed results. But it, but part of that could be you know the argument was being made. In this article that uh, since since we don't actually know really the origins of chronic fatigue, there might be multiple kind of things that are being diagnosed as it. So you might send somebody there with that thing and half of the people that have the same underlying cause of this thing are going to respond really well to this treatment and the other ones aren't and whatever. Right, right, right. Um, but it seems like that thing hasn't totally stuck. But that same medication was kind of uh, had a had a moment in the sun as a potential long hauler COVID 
treatment because it's a basically it's a thing to like help fight chronic fatigue and, and all these symptoms that, you know, people are now experiencing in a major way. So, wow, wow, wow. Uh, so it's Incline one to keep an eye on. Village. <laughs> Incline in Village. Hot. That was that was what was going on. That was what was going on in your soon to be neck of the woods. Wow. Well um, and that's the end of that well podcast. Researched. Um, Thank you. I was worried about talking about it because I was like, I don't know if I actually know enough of this medical stuff to to um, have a smart, nuanced conversation about people thinking that a th- disease was a hoax, knowing that it's a thing that some people sure feels. You know, I think you handled it. I, ta- handled you. it tactfully. Thank you. Um, I'm gearing up for making this be a full like radio lab style. <laughs> Yes, podcast, um, which we'll probably have to do at a point. That's the breaking birthday news date, birth date line, Chris. Uh, there's the breakdown of all the fun stuff and the interesting stuff that was happening on the day you were born. And also, did I mention that um, March 29th was the release of Police Academy 2, their first assignment? The end of podcast. <laughs> Well done. We were talking about podcast sign-offs and, you know, the challenges of doing it mm-hmm. succinct and tight. We got we 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 have to do that three times in these. We yeah. do the macro podcast, we got a sign off of our individual ones. I thought that was a very right. a very nice sign off of Thank the you. uh of yours. And now in the sign off of our main one, um, we're going to ask ourselves about each of these podcasts. Was it fun? Was it repeatable? Does it add value to the world? That's how we'll judge if we think it's a good enough podcast to consider making a second episode or perhaps even a whole season of. So we'll begin. Beef and bouquet. With beef and bouquet. Was it fun? Um, ooh, you know, I think, th- ooh, I think there was a lot of fun in there. I had a lot of fun in there. I don't I think it was like, I don't know if it was like defined as fun because you're kind of like, you're working through some stuff that wasn't fun. Yeah. You know, you're also maybe going through your head of like, do I, I mean, I don't know if we were talking about like, hey, you were feeling uncomfortable sharing a whole story about your daughter crying for a majority of it. I don't know if that was fun for you. It wasn't fun. I didn't have fun. Right. That's fine. (laughs) I didn't have fun, but I had fun talking to you. Yeah. Was the beef and bouquet premise itself fun? It was, um, it was, it was uh, 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 open. It was like, like more than I, because you prefaced, you prefaced as like staring into the void, whatever. And then what I would say, the opposite for me was that beef and bouquet was very like easy to like. Oh yeah, there's a ton of st- we can talk about. It was you know we it got us going in a good way. Sure. Was it inherently fun? No, it was about how my daughter cried and your brother got robbed. <laughs> <laughs> but was it yeah. repeatable? Was it repeatable? Yeah, I bet something good and something bad something happens pretty, pretty much regular, every yeah. week. <laughs> Does it add value to the world, Jack? I would say the concept of beefs and bouquets, the idea of taking a little moment to go, what am I grateful for? What am I stressed by? Reflecting on both of those things uh, uh, as though you were evaluating potential sorority sisters that you're welcoming into your sisterhood. Right. Uh, uh, I think that is valuable. The idea of beefs and bouquets. Listening to ours. No. <laughs> no. No, I don't think so. It added value to my world, but that's <laughs> the twist. That's what I'm saying. Is that all should do this. kind of add value to my world because it's essentially yeah. like, yeah, it's a good excuse for me to hang out with my buddy. 
I think everyone should have their own Beef and Bouquet podcast with a friend. <laughs> yes, it would do a lot. Um, overall, good podcast. Maybe maybe not a great podcast, but more of a like a good a good excuse to air out some grievances and connect. It was with a nice another hang. Person. It was a good chat. It's a good hang. And also, it was like you know, it was good to get vulnerable about some stuff on this podcast. Sometimes you got to do that. You know, people obviously people come here for us to talk for weeks on end about the Phantom, but they you know, but they don't, but, but they, they stay. but they they stay for the vulnerability. <laughs> Uh, uh, birth date line. I had fun. I had fun. I had fun with that. I think I probably had more fun because I'm on the receiving end of the research. I didn't have to yeah, do any I work was, for that. I was get, uh, ne- next time we did it, you would be hosting with me. You'd have to share in, in, in the research. Yes. I'd um, say being the, being the subject is fun. Yeah. Cause I just, and I just got treats. You know what I mean? But it's fun too. I wish I had, I wanted more treats. I wanted to go like. Here's a dog that got rescued in Gila Root. That's what I really wanted. I wanted to find like a local interest story of like new bakery opens. That's yeah, what I yeah, want yeah. this podcast to be. Right. Um, and instead, I I we debated the existence of chronic fatigue syndrome. <laughs> and and my like, doesn't this sound fun hook was about a woman describing herself as a doll with no stuffing. Like it was dark. That was sad. And I was like, that's what really hooked me, man. But <laughs> that in many ways, I just have to Except as my reality, because this is what defined me as a yeah, human yeah, yeah. entering this is, into right? this world. That's like, I don't think we can judge the premise of my great uh, podcast idea based no. on how shitty your birthday was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that I, you know, th- brought all that stuff into existence from just yeah. like, at least in the, the 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 orbit of the date of my birth, that's on we'll, me. We'll find some fun stuff like the new Air Jordans and, and a mysterious chronic illness that's... <laughs> Plaguing a small town. Yeah, Chris is here. Uh, <laughs> well, I had fun. I had fun um, too. I thought that it, I think it's ultimately repeatable. It turns into a, an interview show with a it's new an, guest yeah. each time. And we get to do some research and bring on a friend and be like, here's the fun stuff. And, and, and we'll you do find, at least, we'll make it fun next time. We could do at least 365. We know that that, yeah, yeah, yeah. We could do that many. And the more you focus on that, that's why I wanted to focus on the small town stories. The more you focus, because a lot of the stuff, you know, just telling you who was the prime minister of Denmark, that wasn't necessarily. <laughs> sure. Um, that's, uh, but that's the fun window dressing on the journey of this yeah. podcast. And also, yeah, we'll actually, hear some local stories. I'm also here about Paul Schluter. And when you do the small town story stuff, then you can also double up on dates. So we can actually triple. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's good. As that's long good. as we pick people who live in different parts of the uh, the world or different parts of the country. Yeah. We do get, but we would, how repeatable is it? Um, is also a bit based on uh, uh, how much re- it's re- it's a lot of re- it was a lot of reading. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> also, it's like how many friends do we have? How many yeah. people would want to spend time with us? That's like, a good question. I wonder. That's if, a really good question. Yeah, it's just kind of like, uh, do we we really want to do more episodes? I guess that would require us confirming that there are more people in our lives. Yeah, somehow it's weird. We keep doing these ones that would be good with a guest, and then it just keeps being the <laughs> other person. Does no? Does nobody? Sorry, no I'm just noticing. To. Does nobody else want to talk to us? <laughs> Hold on, no, I'm just no. <laughs> out there. Uh, does it bring value to the world? Of course, because it was us and everybody. No, everyone everyone values us. That was my bouquet. Us. That's my bouquet. <laughs> everyone in the world values me. My bouquet is I'm um, I I could jump over um 
I can whatever you know the uh, world record for high jump. I'm like three inches off of that. I can jump so high. <laughs> verified, <laughs> verified. I can I can believe I've I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah. So of those two, would you say that one wins? Quote unquote. I I contend that I may not have given us the best version of this birthday idea, which still needs a better title. But I think there is a fun there's a fun interview format similar to how I left last week uh, uh, or two, two weeks last ago podcast two weeks ago. Um, thinking about thinking about that that cryptid one is like yeah you interview somebody about what their what their hometown is like and what like cool little myths are like that's cool and i think like this is one where like you tell pe- you tell somebody some fun facts about their world that they maybe didn't know while they get to talk about like where were you born and who was there and what what was it like and like that type of i think that is a fun little prism to view somebody through in a silly way. I agree. I think that I think that was uh um I think that was the winner personally. People can vote at home what you liked, what you preferred of of the two, but I do feel like you know, it was an earnest effort with Beef and Bouquet to be like what is it to just like kind of talk? But maybe we need to go further with that kind of podcast that is straight up just like we're just going to there talk. is there, there they just talk. Let's just see what maybe what we happens need to try to just minutes. press record and go and just go. Um, but maybe that's not fun for anybody. Maybe none of this is fun, but maybe all of it's fun. (laughs) Tune in next week and find out what is actually fun on Chris and Jack's Podcast Pilots, Pilots, the podcast. The podcast. And here's our classic sign-off. You see the brick, eat it. (laughs) Hey, get out of L.A.